Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Ban. Here at the Ban Arbitrage Network, we combine data and experience to help you understand the world of collectible finance. I want to welcome you to Breakfast with Ban. I'm Father Ken. It's so good to have you here. Wit and Wolf are joining me today. And for the next 15 minutes, hopefully we'll be able to talk about some of these spoilers and set releases that are just coming out right now. But then also talk about these new products that we're looking at for later on during the year. All of these things are helping us understand just a little bit of how the spoilers are affecting everyday card movements. So thank you for joining us. Whit Wolf, how are you doing today? Doing good. Honestly, I'm just happy that the Midwest is finally seeming some uh, seem warm weather. Uh, I actually left my window open last night and I didn't freeze to death. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing well over here as well. Uh, weather also is actually just getting warm enough. Put some lawn seed down, so having fun over here. Yeah, I started pulling my my maple tree taps yesterday. And then my wife said, have you looked at the weather for later on this week? It's not going to last long. We're <laughs> back, to, back to 20s at the night and 40s cool. during the day, which means maple syrup will run. Yeah, because I saw for our area, it's like, oh, cool, 60s, 70s, 60s, 70 And it's like 50s, like 40s and 50s. I'm like, why? Like, let's just go to spring already. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's interesting. Welcome to spring. Welcome to the Midwest. Uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. But I want to thank everybody for joining us. One of the things that we have to look at is the upcoming events, upcoming MTG sets, upcoming announcements, and things that we're watching for. The reality, though, is I judged a Pioneer tournament over the weekend. Uh, this was the first Pioneer tournament since the RCQ was announced. The entire place was packed shoulder to shoulder with Pro Tour grinders, people that were on the Pro Tour or had invites to the Pro Tour. We had 26 people sign up for a $500 Pioneer tournament. They drove over two and a half hours to come and play in it. And it was like seeing all our old friends again. And so I know these guys from the tournament grinding of the PPTQ season. And so I just got to see them all in the same place. They're excited for the RCQ format. You know, there's, there's quite a few different formats that are going on right now. The main ones that we want to be aware of is number one, standard. Like people are going to try to force standard into an RCQ uh, format. I don't know if that's a good idea right now. I would wait for rotation if I was a tournament organizer, but I'm not. I'm just the judge. One of the things that we're also looking at is what do we do about sealed? Now, I myself don't like sealed for RCQs, and it's very obvious that I don't like it. I don't like it, number one, because it's so much time invested. You've got a 30-minute sealed pool building time. Then you've got five and a half to six and a half hours of Swiss, then you have a one hour long draft, and then you have top eight. Turns into a really big long day. Yeah, plus it's it's a lot. It's very messy, and yeah, I mean, also just playing in it. Sometimes you can feel really bad if you open up a really bad pool, while the person mm -hmm. next to you is like, "I just opened up these like amazing cards." And so there, there is a there is more randomness to it. There are free wins, but there's also free losses. 
And if you open a bad pool, then you're just out. And that's the feel bad. Um, it's tough though. It's a tough format to master, but I think it's also kind of fun. People like to play it. People like to have a zero entry cost to it. So they're more than willing to to jump in at the $35 or $40 price point for a sealed tournament with cut to top eight draft. But 12 to 14 hours in a shop in a single day, that makes a long, long day for everybody. We have a lot of things happening over the next few months. Uh, we just wanted to cover some of these set releases that are going on. Wolf, what what are the set releases that are coming out right now? Oh yes, we have we got a full year ahead of us, don't we? We've got the Secret Versary for April 29th. I believe that's the same same day as New Capenna's release, followed by uh, Commander Legends June 10th. The February Super Drop should be coming in around July 29th. Um, Unfinity sometime during the third or fourth quarter. They had production issues there. Uh, Dominaria United Summer Standard sets coming out. I would expect that one to be incredibly popular. The last time they put Dominaria in the title of a set, it broke lots of records. Uh, Double Masters 2022 in Q3, another uh, set that I expect to be very popular. Brothers War in the fall, and finally Jumpstart in Q4. Ooh. Wait, so Secret Versary, was that the uh, Super Drop that had the coin flip EDH deck? I think it was. Um, you know, there was a, when, when that was spoiled, we, we had one card that I think everybody in band bought at least one or two copies of, and we're able to double up our money on it pretty quick. But we'll, we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. We are seeing a whole lot of movements going on. We are seeing a lot of spoilers happening right now. And the fun part is this new set, the Streets of New Capenna, we're seeing combos galore. Combos coming out of the woodwork just with this one set. So what kind of cards are we looking at? Oh, man. Let me get to started here. So... So one of the cards that was recently spoiled, it's called Beamtown Bullies. So it's a legendary creature and it has a really unique ability of being able to take creatures from your graveyard and giving it to your opponent. So hmm. this is something that you don't really ever see in magic where you're just giving creatures to your opponents. So because of this, we've been seeing a lot of movement already with some cards such as Hellcarver Demon, Eater of Days, and uh, Despotic Scepter, which for those who don't recognize that card, it's an artifact from, I think, Ice Age or something. It's like an old, old artifact that destroys permanence that you own. So, yeah, and Eater of Days is a card that says when it has an ETB trigger that says you have to skip your next two turns. And I can't remember Hillcarver Diva off the top of my head, but I know it has some really bad consequence. So... I mean, first off, like who knew that cards with bad enter the battlefield abilities would have like a purpose in life? <laughs> but I mean, but hey, you know, every card's gonna have a use eventually, I think. But the cool part is though, is that we are starting to see the movements of really weird, you know, junk cards like this. Um, I mean, we're already seeing it on MTG stocks, we're already seeing supply drop a lot. And truth be told, we could also even see upcoming movements on this exact commander. Uh, cards I would suggest to kind of watch a little bit for on supply is Boldwild Heavyweights from Lorwyn, um, World Gorger Dragon, which has a couple different editions, including Eternal Masters, 
and also soul gorger org which if you don't know this one it's like from judgment it's an uncommon it's the supply is not crazy deep i wouldn't go too crazy on it but long story short if you give it to your opponent your opponent ends up with only one life just unreal like how does this how does this even happen <laughs> like i'm i'm looking at the card i'm looking at the card it's a jund card which plays with the graveyard plays with with everything really well but i've never seen it give stuff away before i've never seen that combo and then to give a card goad that's the other thing i have to look up that the the flavor text on that or the the rules knowledge on it i i have to understand it a little bit better because i i think it's just fantastic yeah well we've seen cards before that allow you to donate your cards that are on the battlefield to your opponent because mm -hmm. we have seen i mean the card itself called donate um uh, and i think uh was it zedru i believe from commander that it's a jeskai commander that allows you to donate stuff over but we this is the first time ever that we're really seeing a consistent engine of like giving like bringing creatures to your opponent's battlefield from either the hand or the graveyard. I mean, we have a couple, like maybe an instant of sorcery every now and then, but for the most part, this is, this is new. Well, welcome <laughs> to EDH. Welcome to, to wizards of the coast, figuring out who they're selling to. All right. We also have the Luxior devoted Druid combo, which I believe was spoiled as recently as last night. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, the card that was spoiled is Luxior Giada's Gift. And I believe this is like just canonically Elspeth's weapon now. And this is a one-drop artifact. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. Equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker and is a creature in addition to its other types. Loyalty abilities can still be activated. Cost one mana to equip to a planeswalker and three colorless to equip to a creature. So basically this will turn all of your planeswalkers into beat sticks in a more casual super friend setting. But what was pointed out is that this in combination with Devoted Druid basically provides infinite mana because Devoted Druid puts a negative 1-1 counter on itself as a zero two and produces uh, and basically untaps and then it taps for a green. So with this on it, you can basically make as much green mana as you could ever hope to want to. So that is something that people are eyeing up. Basically a hundred copies of Devoted Druid sold pretty much overnight. It's actually kind of impressive. And that is, I believe that uh, Devoted Druid is a common and that is a $5 common right now. So that is, something just to to be aware of that that is on the radar and uh, another thing that i actually would not have occurred to me but uh, pride pointed this out in his watch list post that urza saga can actually search for luxior so you've got a little you got a nice redundancy there on a card that was already very powerful you can just tack this in and basically have an alt win con essentially or, or an alternative engine so something just to to keep keep in mind as as we see things rise and then I think any other uh, potential things that might be discovered with Luxior, uh, just it's a card that's going to move others very quickly. Because again, that combo potential is spectacular. 
Speaking of uh, artifacts, though, we've got something that's very interesting to watch out for. It's Time Z. So there is a com uh, commander coming out called Tivit, Seller of Secrets. So, and right now there is a, you know, there's a lot of buzz and talking about how this combos with Time Thief. So here's how this works. So when Tivit enters the battlefield or if he attacks, uh, everybody has, gets to vote. Uh, I forgot what the exact names of the votes are, but you get to either, you're, you're either going to get clue tokens or treasure tokens, which for this combo, this combo, it doesn't matter. You're going because in the end, if you're in a four-person match, you're going to get five artifacts. Now, if you know what time sieve is, I think you understand where this goes because you have Tivit hit, hit the field or attack, you make the five artifacts. You tap the time sieve to sack your artifacts to get an extra turn, and then on your next turn, you do it again. So as long as you can attack, and by the way, Tivit also has flying as well, so that makes it easier. But yeah, we're already seeing some movement on Time Sieve, and I think we're going to continue to see more movement on Time Sieve. And even if for some other reason this does not make Time Sieve pop off to become a $10 card or something to that effect, Time Sieve is one of those cards that's it's a bit of a sleeper. It's such a unique card with a unique ability that gives you a very powerful effect. I mean, you, you know, you can take infinite turns or you can just drop a massive Planeswalker and win in a single turn, which is what uh, the next one, which is actually insane. How many copies of Planebound Accomplice have sold in the past few days with the release of the new six drop Vivian, uh, which if I just pull up her plus two, she's a six drop Vivian. So keep in mind, you never want to play her fairly. But you may sacrifice a creature if you do search your library with a creature card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrificed creature's mana value put it onto the battlefield and shuffle so you can basically drop down and tutor something bigger and immediately go for it so i think people have always kind of been on edge with planebound accomplice waiting for something to break it and i'll be perfectly honest i don't think this is that necessarily but the interaction has definitely sparked attention I mean, on April 7th, 1,700 copies of this sold oh. overnight. 221 orders, so people were massively speculating. Uh, I'm not much of a mathematician, but that's, that's over, what, is 7 to 1 copies per buyer. So the hype is there, and, you know, if you're selling, that's great. I mean, the, the average price point was about $1.50 to $1.85 for the cards sold. Um, you know, April 8th, we were down to 400 copies sold, but the price doubled to 375. And uh, it looks like the hype has settled down on the 10th. But I mean, this is just, you know, the power of, you know, people get excited during spoiler season. And, you know, if you have them and you had them ready to go and you had them listed, you know, congratulations. You know, being able to play it is fantastic. One of the cards that we're also looking at is Frenetic Efreet. If you remember, what we have is the April, well, what, what was that super drop? The Secret Versary super drop that happened is releasing now on 4.29. So Secret Versary had the commander card, uh, the commander deck, coin flip commander again. And Frenetic Efreet at the time went from a 5 or $10 card up to a $30 card. Right now, it, you can get copies for under $15 on TCG Player. They're a little bit beat up. But that being said, you can get back in on Frenetic Efreet right now 
and it's going to be releasing later on this week. And anybody who missed out on that card is going to be looking for it to release really in the next two weeks. So now's the time to buy. Then you resell in about three weeks. So by the time you get the card in hand, you'll be able to resell and be able to double up or maybe make 10 bucks on, on a copy. It's pretty cool. It's cool to think about as a card. Frenetic Efreet is just something very unique and different. It allows you to, to do some really awesome things with that coin flip deck. All right. People are going to start brewing it once they have it in hand. This is not a spoiler season card, but rather this is a card that that people are are absolutely loving to play with right now. So I really think that Rest in Peace is a good card to get a hold of. We're talking about Pioneer. Graph Digger's Cage, once again, is one of those cards that's really interesting as a as a card hate for Winota or Phoenix or even the red-black decks. Um, it's really important to be watching for those cards. But then also Soul Guide Lantern. That is targeted hate right from the beginning, but then also it's a, it's a pretty cool-looking card uh, as far as Graveyard goes. and gives you options if, if people are playing around it. What are, what are your thoughts on, on Winota uh, or, or even Pioneer right now? I think, uh, honestly, I think that it's going to continue to ramp up in popularity. So I think the spec, the speculation targets are going to get better and better. One of the other cards that we are considering is also Leyline of the Void. That deals with a lot more graveyard. But I really think that Grafdigger's Cage is the better pick across the board to kind of focus in on. Grafdigger's Cage deals with both things coming out of the library and coming out of the graveyard. Each of these cards also double as great cards that for graveyard hate and commander. So worst comes to worst, if this never sees a spike because of Pioneer, they're still solid holds. They're great to trade. They're very much playable cards, and they could still very much go up. Good to, if you find like, you know, little bricks of it here and there for 50 cents per copy or something, go for it, grab them in trades, etc. Mm -hmm. So talking about uh, cards that, that are seeing movement with Pioneer. I'm just going to lay this out there because really I am getting questions and calls for, well, for the late summer, early fall, because our CQ season starts in July. Phoenix is up. Winona is, is holding solid, but there are some other decks that are also happening there. So right now our RCQ format for the first round is Pioneer. And we know that we know that people have to be playing Pioneer. These RCQs are going to be affecting everything uh, across the board. So when we think about RCQ formats, it's going to be standard. It's going to be, it's going to be Pioneer, and it's going to be Sealed. And those are the cards that are going to sell a, a lot of money for the, those RCQ formats. We're also going to watch the competitive players. So if you have competitive connections for play formats, by all means, stay on top of them. Talk with your friends who are playing. Get into the shops. Figure out what people are playing and what they're enjoying. So be aware of the RCQ formats. Be aware of how your competitive players are playing and the cards that they're looking for because those are the cards that are going to see spikes coming down the road. It's going to be like pre-COVID watching standard cards spike again. And it's just going to be fun to watch. Wolf, anything else to add? I think this is just really 
great and healthy to see in regards to the game itself because or like once the pandemic hit people were wondering like oh, hey like what is magic the gathering going to look like um after this is all over with and you know will this drastically change paper magic people were wondering if it's just going to be arena from here on out what was the landscape of this game going to look like and and we're getting the answer we're getting the answer that people still want to come together they want to still play paper magic competitively wolf anything else that i'll just i guess drop in that it's it's fascinating to see pioneer is basically cruising right now at half the popularity of modern mm-hmm. and uh that's not a bad place to be uh, especially for a format that that was you know stalled out for so long so uh as the tournament structure i think continues to support it and uh, the decks continue to be fun. Yeah. I want to thank you all for joining us here today at Breakfast with Ban. We're glad that you've taken your time to have your cup of coffee and enjoy these brief moments with us. If you have any questions or comments, if you want to reach out and talk with us, you can find us on mtgband.com. You can join us via the Discord there. You can PM us via the Discord, and we can talk about the different things happening in the world of collectible finance. We would really love if you would subscribe to our Discord. Uh, via the Patreon, and join in this discussion of MTG Finance and collectibles in general. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. See you later. Alligator. Alligator. That's a lot. <laughs>